Morning bloggers, it's 9.30am on Wednesday the 27th of May 2020. This is our 10th week of broadcasting and our second fabulous Holiday Club radio show. Welcome to Radio Blogging Holiday Club. This is Sean Parley, girls, I'm overall right here. What's up, this is David Gillard. Hey, this is Chris and Johnny from the band Coldplay. An hour of fun and games, music and poetry, listener votes, competitions and lots of larking about. It's Radio Blogging Holiday Club. It so is. Good morning, Professor. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, good news. At the moment, the leaf blower has gone round to the other side of the school. <laughs> it's, uh, it's clearly grounds maintenance day. It is. <laughs> How is groundskeeper Willie this morning? Groundskeeper, he's doing a grand job. We've got it all going on. We've got the cutters, we've got the mowers, Bless we've got you. the leaf blowers. So if you do hear any background noise, it's not an extra name that noise, listeners, no. this morning. It's just the noise surrounding me. A lovely, a lovely reminder for the Secretary of State. The schools are, of course, open this week. Are, <laughs> Silly sausage. Uh, indeed, supporting key workers and workers. Well done, Ian. We really appreciate that. And brilliant not music. Thanks a lot. really pleased to be here russell we had such a, a a good day yesterday we enjoyed our show didn't we we were welcomed warmly i have to say thank you so much indeed listeners we really enjoyed you and a good audience and lots of lovely blog posts you've actually selected one we may read out a little later we were so impressed with this as well thank you so much i noticed some young folks were on the site very late last night <laughs> almost as late as as me getting the show page ready for today and i think that's actually a measure of of how much this is this has kind of got into people's lives and how much they're enjoying it so thank you so much for being so involved with radioblogging.net and also the radio blogging holiday club of course taking us through the half term holiday we've got a great show lined up for you today we've got tom palmer uh reading from his book later on from roy of the rovers we've got sf saeed and of course you can get your questions in for SF Said. I noticed there are some people doing that as we speak on the Padlet on the show page as well. And we're going to put those to SF live on air a little bit later on. We have got some great music as well taking us through the show today the usual features that we introduced to you yesterday so if you're a new listener today to radio blogging holiday club you are in for an absolute treat it's going to be it's going to be a jam-packed show but it's going to be a fun show isn't it russell it's going to bounce along it is going to bounce along and here are the contact details bloggers contact the show right now send a text to the studio 07624 802 272 Email us on radioblogging at gmail.com or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net. Yes, indeed. I'd love to hear from you. So do get in contact, please. So we like to start our show with a nice, fabulous warm-up activity. We've been playing some games right there from day from day one of our shows, and we've continued this week. A little bit more tongue-in-cheek, I have to say, because we can. It's a little less serious. It's a holiday club show, a little bit more relaxed. We're playing some full music tracks, and we're just having a little bit more larking around. So time to play games now with the fabulous Professor. More fun and games with Ian and Russell. It is, of course, Wishes Wednesday, and I think you can start, really. Well, thank you very much. So, we are playing this morning a game that we call 
wild wishes now then get your notebook get your pencil get your pen whatever you're doing wherever you are working along with us this morning grab what you need because this is a great game to play on your own with a uh, a partner with a, a friend a couple of people within your family whatever however you want to play it this is a good one wild wishes what are the wildest wishes that you can possibly imagine here for wishes wednesday i'm going to start and uh, one of my wishes is that i could swim faster than a shark oh now that's interesting because if we're both being chased by the shark i only need to be able to swim faster than you mr <laughs> rocky harsh but fair i have to say harsh but fair <laughs> okay uh, i wish that i could visit the moon for a day and plant a flag very nice like it i wish a little something a bit more creative i wish that the shells on the beach would dance a merry tune oh wow that's so that's that's so fabulous <laughs> you should I've write been, a book i like I've that been working with i've been working with some literary experts well it does rub off on one doesn't it I'm, it's rubbing, oh, yeah i'm picking some up some tips i wish that i wish that the all of the world was a stage for radio blogging holiday club oh nice reference to some classic literature there russell I like it. I wish that someone would invent, uh, and there's a few teachers I think that will relate to this, I wish that someone would invent a self-replenishing chocolate bar. Oh, zero calories, of course. Be careful. Oh, of that. course. Okay. okay. <laughs> Honestly, you're going straight to the hips there, straight away. Honestly. Um, I wish that everyone had access to clean water. Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. Very, very much agree. I wish... Uh, that I could reach up and touch the clouds. I wish that every day was Saturday. Oh, I know. It's just a great list. It, I know. I, 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 I can imagine listeners, teachers, children all around the country and the world are going, yes, so do I. I wish that every day was Saturday. I wish that animals could talk. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Um, uh, I wish that none of, none of us ever got old. Oh, how lovely. That would be a super thing, wouldn't it? And we could just enjoy everything together forever. Be a bit Those crowded, a bit, a bit crowded in a short while, but I mean, I, it, I could get over that. I, th I think I, we'd get over it. We'd work that out. Um, I wish that the trees could tell us about the history they have seen. Wow, wouldn't that be good? Imagine that. No, I think they they can talk a little because you get mm. stuff trapped in those rings, don't you? So they yes. they kind of cut them in half and then look at them and they can see the oxygen level and pollutants and things like that. Wow. So I think they, they almost can do that. I love that. That's so clever. I wish that cars could drive themselves and, of course, park themselves. <laughs> that, that's the key, isn't it? Driving themselves is one thing, parking themselves is another. And then, of course, you'd have to remove that element from the driving test. You know, oh, now you that is clever. You wouldn't, just wouldn't have to do it anymore, would you? No, just press the button. Can you press the button? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. Passed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. I wish, uh, here's one for the schools and the children and the young people. I wish that my pencil always spelt everything correctly on its own. Oh, no, that is good. That would, again, we'd have to remove the tests pencil. then, wouldn't we? Because okay. can you hold a pencil? Yep, ding! ding. Thank you oh, very much. Ding. Thank you. Take it. <laughs> I wish that everyone had enough to eat. How about that one? 
I love that one. And do you know what? I think as a game of Wild Wishes, that is the perfect place to finish. So get your Wild Wishes, get writing everybody, um, because we're just going to come back in just a moment with one of our features. But for now, that is Wild Wishes. More fun and games with Ian and Russell. Good game. Well played, everyone. Now, yesterday we introduced a new feature and I thought, listeners, you were going to get this within the first five seconds. But it actually took you about 35, 40 40 minutes to get uh, to it. So uh, we're, we're up again and it's a little harder as well. So let's play Name That Noise. Name That Noise on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Now it's a bit short and the bed was running over that, so let me just play that again for you. That's all you get. Name that noise on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Guesses on all of our media channels. You can text us, you can email us, you can tweet us, and we will read the winning participant's uh, name out on the show. How it couldn't get any better than that, could it? I absolutely couldn't know. And, you know, it's such a fun game to play. You know, it's it's one of those things perfect for a holiday show, a holiday club show. So join in, jump in, guess the noise, name the noise, get in touch with us on the email, radioblogging at gmail.com, on the text 07624802272, or indeed you can just get in touch with us on the contact padlet on the show site. Absolutely wonderful indeed. Now, we have had uh, throughout the whole radio blogging experience, which now has been significant number of shows we've had some absolutely tremendous authors joining us on air and today is no exception and we're now going to move into the next part of the show where we actually have a brilliant reading from tom palmer now tom palmer uh, is going to read from roy of the rovers so if you are sporty or even if you're not Uh, Boys and girls, this is something that is really going to inspire you, maybe not just in your sports, but also in your writing as well. This really is something for everybody. And you caught up with with Tom and and listened to his reading, didn't you, Russell? Brilliant. It's absolutely stunning. This is from the title Scouted. There's a whole range of books on it. There's a whole range there as well. And I've got a special offer from the publisher that would see the work in your hands for free. And I've got details of that coming up in just a second. This is Tom Palmer. Hi, this is Ben Prater from BBC Radio Wiltshire, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. Hello, my name's Tom Palmer, and I'm a children's author, and I write um, fiction. I write um, sports fiction, so football and rugby, but also I write um, historical fiction um, to do with the First and Second World War. But I'm going to read um, the beginning of the first one of my Roy of the Rovers books, um, which is called Scouted. Roy Race read in a magazine that to be really good at something, you have to practice doing it 10,000 times. 10,000 times. Inspired by what he'd read, Roy had dedicated his summer holidays to working on his footballing weakness, something he wanted to make into a footballing strength, volleying. And now the moment had come for that practice to pay off. Sunday morning in mid-September, Time for the first game of the season, which was always a big game. But for Roy, it was an even bigger game. Today, Roy was making his debut for Grim Royd under-18s. 
The moor had once been a wild, heather-smothered moorland above Melchester, Roy's home city. Now it was half a dozen waterlogged football pitches where every autumn the eight teams who used the pitches as their home ground played out a pre-season cup competition. There was even a trophy, the Moor Cup. Round one, Grimroyd versus Low Moor. Within minutes of kickoff, Roy realised that practising at home in his backyard had been poor preparation for playing against the city's 18-year-olds. His coach, Eunice Khan, had told him to play up front just behind the main striker. Coach wanted Roy to receive the ball back to goal then play the midfielders in as they surged forward. That was the plan on paper. On the pitch, it was different. The first time Roy did what he was asked to do, he felt a painful jab in his back and found himself on the floor. The second time, his defender went straight through him. Roy stood up, dusted himself down and looked into the eyes of the six foot three giant who was marking him. You're out of your depth, sunshine, the giant growled. Roy smiled at the defender, noticing his arms were thicker than Roy's legs. One chance, Roy said to himself. I just need one chance to show you I'm not. Roy Race wasn't the only one being hammered that morning on the pitch. His friend Lofty Peak was being punished too, and there was a reason for that. Lofty had been on the books of City's Premier League team, Tynecaster United, since the age of six, but at the end of last season he'd been released. Lofty's history and the fact he was six foot five made him a marked man, with everybody desperate to prove they were better than him. Which was why Lofty was on the grass writhing in agony after an elbow to the throat. Half-time arrived, Roy gazed out across the other council pitches. Rusty goalposts with ragged nets, an old man with his dog watching the action. Roy knew him. The man was Fred, the dog Rover, a regular on the moor. This is tough, Roy said, his attention back on Lofty. His friend looked miserable. Get used to it, he scowled. It's part of the game. They're bigger than you. They've got more muscle. They'll use it, however good a player you are. Roy and Lofty trudged to the side of the pitch and slumped on the grass, waiting for Eunice to give his half-time talk. So that elbow in the neck was just part of the game, Roy asked. It was, Lofty said, gingerly touching his skin where a bruise was forming. Suddenly, a shadow blocked out the sun, but it wasn't a cloud. It was Vinnie Sampson, the Grimroy team captain. Vinnie looked like he was in his late 20s, even though he was only 18. His eyes had something wild about them. Boys, Vinnie growled, you two might think you're all grown up now you're in my team, but you're playing like five-year-olds. Get it together, understand? Roy nodded. Vinnie walked off, shaking his head, muttering something about kids. Roy thought again about his defender and how he wanted to prove that defender and Vinnie wrong. Contact the show right now. Send a text to the studio. 07624-802-272. Email us on radioblogging at gmail.com or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net. 
fabulous, fabulous reading there from Tom. Huge thanks to Tom, who I know is listening this morning and also commenting on Twitter. And what I really love about that is that it's introduced another genre, a different style of writing to radioblogging.net, which, of course, is what we're trying to do all the time is broaden children's literary experiences. And Tom, I think you did that absolutely fabulously there. Thank you so much. What a lovely reading and what a brilliant book as well. Now, already people are starting to do exactly what I'm about to ask you to do. Because every day, as you know, on radioblogging.net, we have a response to the author's reading. And if you look on the show page by clicking on today's show, you will then see that what we call a padlet is at the top. It's a football pitch, of course, in keeping with Tom's reading this morning. Uh, If you click on the pink Uh, circle in the bottom right hand corner you can add what we call our post-it note our writing a sentence maybe your response what did you like what did you particularly enjoy about tom's reading there in 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 what he did so please tell us um we're going to play some music in just a second and give you some time to do it because we do know that you need a little bit of time just to gather your thoughts and get your thoughts down there um but also being holiday club um we don't play our normal kind of music we actually play some really bouncy uh kind of spring summery holiday tracks and we've got an absolute cracker this morning haven't we russell we have indeed but just before we play it i want to give you uh, the url link where you can access a free copy of that book if you just go to royoftheroversofficial.com forward slash news and then forward slash two three four three i'll read that one more time because this is a free access to this book and you've got it uh, in printed form it's digital copy as well so um it's uh, royoftheroversofficial.com forward slash news forward slash 2343 i'll tweet that out in a short while just in case you miss it time for some music now it's katrina and the waves welcome to radio blogging holiday club with ian rocky and russell prue Ah, Katrina and Ways, you just can't, can't beat a bit of that. It's just coming to nine minutes to ten. And hello, you are with Ian and Russell on Holiday Club. Hello to Claire, Katrina and the Waves, walking on such a perfect Holiday Club music. We're having a boogie in the kitchen whilst we think up our wild wishes. How fantastic, Claire. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, some lovely tweets coming on there as well. Uh, Ryan Chrysler, hello to you. Hello to Cleveland School. This is the part of the show we do our shout outs and messages as well. Also, I had a tweet from Emma new listener this week hello emma is listening in manchester with her son jamie who is 11 years old good morning to both of you and thank you so much indeed hello to mrs r thank you very much for getting in contact love that rachel or is enjoying it and she's had a guess is it the sound of a bottle of prosecco being uncorked slowly how would you know that rachel i haven't got a clue how you'd possibly have ever heard that sound before bless you but unfortunately that is not the sound as well Uh, claire also in touch it's a tough one today yes it is and let me just play that noise for you one more time name that noise on radio blogging holiday club one more time Name that noise on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Here comes a clue because you are finding it extra tough. Older people will find it easier 
to guess that noise. Older people will find it easier to guess that noise. Keep those guesses coming. Use your lines on the Padlet, on the contact Padlet, on the blog post, or on text, or on email, however you so wish to do it. Still to come on today's fabulous show, SF Saeed will be live with us to take your questions. Keep those questions coming. Ian, what shout-outs have you got? Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Eight minutes coming up to exactly seven minutes. There we go to 10 o'clock this morning. You are listening to the Radio Blogging Holiday Club with Ian and Russell. Good morning and welcome. Got some shout outs from the email, which of course is radioblogging at gmail.com. That address again, radioblogging at gmail.com. Daniel, good morning to you. Please go and have a shout out from me. Uh, Sam, my best friend, and I hope this pronounces correctly. I think it's Maroon School or Maroon School. It's one or the other. But good morning to all of you. Also says, is it an engine? Is name that noise an engine? It's not an engine. But thank you for guessing. Uh, we've had a guest, Daniel and Isabel, think the sound is a dishwasher tray being rolled out. That's an interesting one, but thank you. It's not, but thank you for guessing. Uh, fingers crossed. Thanks for a great show. We're very excited to be first-time listeners. We love first-time listeners. Thank you, Daniel and Isabel, for getting in touch. Lorraine Harrison, who, of course, was on yesterday, the fabulous Lorraine Harrison. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for joining us and for getting in touch today. Wow, I never thought I would love a book about football, but it was great. This is what the show is all about thanks tom for introducing me to sports fiction do you know there are some fantastic comments coming through on the padlet i've got a chance in a minute i'll read a couple of those uh, thank you so much sachin uh, is it a horse trotting and a carrot it's not um daniel says is it a, the noise of the wind blowing it's not the noise of the wind blowing but good guesses thank you very much indeed uh from the shout out padlet um so you can go to the top of the page contact radioblogging.net um you can click the same way as you do to respond to the author um and you can click and you can leave your own post-it note and then I can read those out. Uh, Edith says, can I have a shout out for my sisters, Nancy and Bebop? Absolutely, you can. Who Bebop's also said, can I have a shout out? You certainly can indeed. Mrs. Eltringham, regular listener, says, a very happy birthday to Gregory from Skelmorley Primary School. Thank you so much indeed. Jessica, I love Tom's books. Can I have a shout out? Yes, indeed you can. Uh, Nora says, can I have a shout out for Class 4 Maroon or Maroon School and my teacher, Mrs. Shirtliff? You certainly can indeed. Thank you. Keep those uh, messages coming in. Keep the shout outs coming in. You can also, of course, leave a comment on the show page itself. If you go to today's show down the bottom, there is a box where you can leave your comments. You can get in touch with us. Lots of ways to keep in touch with us here at the Holiday Club during half term week. Um, and we've heard from Jessica this morning, who has read some of Tom Palmer's books and is very excited for today's show. Abby would like a shout out. You've got it. No problem. Eliza, good morning to you. Shrisha, another regular listener. Thank you very much. She's really excited for this Wednesday. I know we are very excited. We're excited for every day, let's be honest. But we are excited for today. Bethany, the Kilgores are ready to rumble. We like to hear that. We know that the Kilgores often join us. Thank you so, so much, regular listeners. Uh, Mrs. Cumming there, good morning to you. Thank you so much. Jack as well. Uh, really, really good to hear from you. Um, somebody um, has left a message to say, I recently bought The Lost Words by Robert McFarlane because of radio blogging inspire me. Thank you so much. You didn't leave your name, but you know what? It's really, really fabulous for us to know 
that what we are doing is inspiring young readers. That is really, and it was Eliza who said, sorry, that was me forgetting to put my name. This is the interaction of live radio, which we absolutely love. Thank you, Eliza. And I'm hoping you are enjoying the book. Isabel, St. Peter's is ready to go. We like that. Even though it's half term, St. Peter's is ready to go. Good morning to Hayden. Uh, good morning to Betuel. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Good morning, blogger friends. Can't wait to see what the show is going to be about. Oh, it's just flowing nicely. Lots still to pack in this morning, including very shortly SF Saeed live on the show. And finally, from the shout outs for now, Amelia trying to get is it a shower is name that noise a shower it's not Amelia do keep your messages coming in various ways that you can get in touch with us this morning now we've got another feature for you to have a think about to get the old brain cells working don't we Russell uh, we do indeed, we but do. just before I come to that as well, uh, to Bethany and Toby of guessing a windscreen wiper. Now, I've, I've required close, but not close enough. There's another clue in there as well. The new feature Ian was talking about is uh, guess that author's name, and I love it. And we've got another author today. Oh, you're kidding me. Right on. Name that author on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. How would it be to walk or swim or fly? Oh, you're kidding me. Right on. Name that author on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. That's all you get. I want the name of the author and the title they're reading from. I may play it again a little later on in the show if we're feeling that. How is groundskeeper Willie coping at the moment? Has he moved on? He's moved. I think he's gone now round the back of the school. We've got quite an expansive field here. <laughs> As you know, at Westwood with Ifer Primary School, we're very lucky with our grants. He's, he's moved round to the back for a moment, which is great because it gives me a chance to tell you that uh, Tom um, has been in touch on the Padlet this morning in response to some of the writing that people have been putting. Thank you so much indeed, Tom. Really, really glad of your company this morning. Thank you so much for giving up your time not only with your reading um, and and also you know the work that you've done with us on radio blogging holiday club but also for getting in touch and responding to some listeners questions which i've just been able to approve on the padlet so do go and have a look he says thanks for the comments everyone i hope you'll get to play some sport close to home now and further afield i'm going for a run with my daughter later keeping safe of course well tom i hope you enjoy that but thank you so so much for getting involved with us this morning it's been an absolute pleasure to um have you on the show now then, moving on, this is our next opportunity now to get involved with the show. And if you move down today's show page, the Wishes Wednesday show page, you will notice that Activity 2 is already filling up quite beautifully. Mm. Activity 2 is uh, where we can put post pose questions to the brilliant S.F. Saeed because in a minute we're going to play some music during that we are going to get S.F. Saeed on the line and we are going to ask him to answer some of your questions as many questions as we can fit in in the time that we have so this is your opportunity to ask a question to a fantastic author of course Varjak Paul uh, Phoenix you may have read um, those books you know it really really incredible incredible pieces of writing I know lots of them are used within school we've used um, um, Phoenix within our school in year six and I know how much the children loved it so this is your opportunity to pose a question to SF Saeed by going to the Padlet in the same way adding your post-it note 
Um, and SF, if you're listening and you want to get a, a bit of a heads up on this, you can go to the show page today's show. You can have a look at those questions. Um, and so that when we come uh, when you come on live in just a few moments time, you're uh, ready to answer some. Um, and we're really, really looking forward to that. In the meantime, of course, we need to give you some time to formulate those questions. So with the time at exactly 10 o'clock, we have got a great track. If you've seen the movie Trolls, then you're going to absolutely love this this is perfect for radio blogging holiday club this is justin timberlake can't stop the feeling hello this is sf Said, and you are listening to radioblogging.net you so are i love a bit of justin timberland and i love to say that wrongly as well because it's just hilarious as well rachel all says name that sound is it a cash register i haven't seen one of those for such a long time claire says is it an ice scraper on a dry window no it's not and i have actually had the right answer to name that noise so congratulations name that author not going so well listeners anyway uh, it's the fabulous we are so pleased to be able to host the brilliant sf said live on the telephone now uh, from london hello sir how are you this morning oh hello i'm really really well how are you how's everyone at radio blogging we're good we're good how are we it's half term we're exhausted but you know you know how it is needs must needs must this is that we've got a huge listening audience so clearly uh, folks are enjoying this and of course schools are open ian's in his school just to prove the point so we're good <laughs> So thanks so much for joining us as well. Uh, listeners, SF is on the Padlet. I mean, I just can't believe it's so exciting. And he's going to pull off the questions live there. Rachel has just screen captured. You are so good. Our house band just recaptured the screen so we can have a look there. Help yourself, sir. Just take this is a Q&A, live Q&A with SF Said on radio blogging listeners. He is live in the studio taking your questions. Still time to get those questions in there. SF, what have you got for us? Amazing. Thank you so much. It's brilliant to see all these questions. Please do keep sending them in. Um, I'm just going to sort of pick a pick a few to start with, see how we get on. So the one I want to begin with uh, is from Liam James Williams, who says, what is your favourite book you read as a child? Um, I think that is a brilliant question. And that's where my writing journey begins. It begins with my reading journey, because every writer is really just a reader who takes one more step uh, and writes a book they want to read themselves. So my favourite book when I was a child, Watership Down by a writer called Richard Adams, an amazing epic story about rabbits trying to survive in the wild. I remember my mum giving me this book when I was at school. Um, I could not stop reading it, turning the pages. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever read. Uh, and as I read that book, I thought to myself, one day, one day, I would like to try and write something that is even a little bit as good as this. And I think ever since then, that is what I have always been trying to do with my life. Um, I want to mention a film as well, um, because I think writers are often inspired by movies as well as books, by TV shows, comics. All of these are great storytelling forms. They can all change your life. Uh, it's really the story that is the thing I love. So Star Wars, the very first Star Wars film. I was 10 years old when that film was released. They now call that film Episode 4, uh, but back then there were no episodes before it. Uh, it really was the first. And as I saw that first starship uh, flying overhead, huge, huge ship, I just thought, yeah, one day I want to make something like this. So 
films like Star Wars, books like Watership Down, they totally inspired me um, to write my own stories. Uh, and I, I was doing that when I was at school. I wasn't ready to write a whole novel yet, but I was always writing short stories. So you guys listening today, you can be writers right now. There is no age you need to be to be a writer. You can uh, write stories yourself um, and you can um, just do it for your own uh, entertainment. Write yourself a story you would really love to read yourself. That is really uh, all writers do. Um, there was a question which was, what is the difference between uh, being a professional author? This is from Sachin. Now you're a professional author. What is the difference between writing informally and for a publisher? That is a great question, Sachin. So I think you must start by telling yourself a story you want to read yourself. Just have fun. Ask yourself, as a reader, if I could have any story, what would it be? And then you just write that thing yourself. Whatever you want to read. If you would like to read uh, a story about footballers, like Tom Palmer was reading us earlier, you write a story about footballers. If you would like to read a story about humans and aliens fighting in space, uh, maybe you should write a story like Star Wars, uh, but your own. If you would like to read a story about your pet, you can totally do that. Um, on your first draft, you should just have fun. Tell yourself the story you want to read. Uh, and I think if you're just doing it for yourself, maybe that's all you want to do. Maybe you just want to go that far. But I think if you want other people to read and enjoy your story too, you then need to do some more work uh, to make it something that somebody else might enjoy. Um, I didn't really understand that when I started writing. Um, my first attempt to get a book published. It was just after I left university. Uh, I wrote this story from the beginning to the end. I loved it. I sent it to some publishers. Every single one of them rejected it. They all said, no, we don't want to publish this. It's not very good. I actually had about 40 rejections before I gave up on that one. Um, I just thought, well, publishers obviously don't understand anything. I'm just going to write another book. It will be even better. That book also got about 40 rejections. So I was now up to about 80 in total. 80 times I had sent a book out and 80 times it had come back. Um, and I just thought, OK, I have to do everything I can to learn how writers really do it. Uh, what do they really do? And it was then that I discovered the idea of drafts that no writer is so good they can write a perfect story in one draft. You have to go through it again and again, as many times as it takes, until it is so good, you really cannot improve it any further. Um, and that is what I did with Varjak Paul. Now, there was a question from Freddie, age six, um, who asks, how long does it take to write a book as long as your Varjak books? Well, Freddie, I can tell you, Varjak Paul took five years of my life. I went through that book again and again and again. I did 17 drafts of the story until it really, really was the very, very best I could possibly make it. Um, and that is why it took me so long to write that book. Um, Evelyn N asks, how many times did you pre-read your books? I, I couldn't begin to put a number on it, Evelyn. I, I read them every single day for years and years until they really were as good as I could possibly make them myself. Um, Evelyn also asked, how long did it take you to write all of your books? Um, well, Varjak Paul took five years. The Outlaw Varjak Paul, uh, this is my record, I managed to get that one done in only three years. 
obviously that is still a long time to spend on just one book um but for me it felt like an improvement i thought well i must be getting quicker i must be getting better at writing but then i wrote phoenix a great big space epic this one took seven years so uh, not getting quicker um and the new book i've been writing ever since phoenix is called tiger and i'm now seven years and five months into the writing of tiger so that's the that's the downside. I wish I could be quicker. I wish I could write stories faster. Uh, unfortunately, I am who I am. It takes me a long time. I'm very slow. Um, but what I can say is that when I look at my books now, I don't see anything I would want to change. Uh, they really are as good as I could possibly, possibly make them. Um, okay, a question from Ida. What made you write your book about cats over every other animal? Are cats special to you in some way? Well, yes, I, I do love cats. Uh, and Varjak Paul was inspired uh, by some cats I have known, uh, very particularly a cat called Varjak Paul. Um, Varjak Paul was just a tiny kitten when we first met him. He was only a few weeks old. He had never been outside in his whole life. I will never forget the first time he went outside. It was very dramatic. He went out into our garden and at the bottom of our garden, there was a high wall, hundred times bigger than he was. But before we could stop him, this tiny little kitten went right up to the wall, coiled himself up like a spring and then exploded and ran all the way up the wall till he was sitting on the top. And you could see him there with his eyes enormous, his ears sticking out, his whiskers trembling in the wind because he could see the whole world for the first time ever. I just thought that is amazing. A cat goes out into the world for the first time ever. What is he going to find? What adventures might he encounter? I had to write that story myself. Uh, and so I started to write Varjak Paul based on my own cat's adventures. But as I say, I worked on the book for five years. It changed a lot as I worked on it. And it really uh, took on a life of its own, as I think all books do as you work on them. Now, there are a number of questions. Uh, for example, Lucas wants to know, could you write a book about a naughty dog called Lola? I think that's an amazing question, Lucas. Um, somebody else asked, um, could you write a book about a hamster? Would you ever put a hamster in a book? Um, well, I have to say, I don't think I'm going to write a book about a hamster um, or about a naughty dog called Lola, but... I think you, uh, Jacob, should put a hamster in your book. And you, Lucas, should totally write a book about a naughty dog called Lola. Uh, because, as I say, all writers do is they write the stories they want to read themselves. So if you would like to read a story about a hamster, you should totally write your hamster story. Um, if you want to write, if you want to read a book about a naughty dog called Lola, I have to say that sounds very exciting. Uh, you should do it too. Right now, what I really want to read is a book about a magical tiger who can move between worlds. I want to read a book about a boy and a girl who live in a very different world to ours, a, a world where history has gone very, very differently. And perhaps they find this tiger and begin to suspect that their world is not the only world. Ah, uh, that is the story I want to read. And so that is the story I am writing right now, a story called Tiger. Very, very excited about it. As I say, I've been working on it for more than seven years but it is still not quite the very, very best I can possibly make it. And that is my ambition with every book that I write. Okay, I am gonna answer a question from Megan, who says she is a big fan of mine. Thank you so much, Megan, that is amazing. And would love to know 
is there going to be another Varjak Paul book or another Phoenix book? Um, well, Megan, I can tell you that, yes, I think I am going to write another Varjak Paul book one day. Um, I'm probably not going to write it very soon, though. And here is the reason. Um, in the first book, Varjak Paul is a kitten. He is a very, very young cat. He's learning the secret martial art known as the way from some very, very old cats. Okay, in the second book, Varjak has grown up, really, uh, in the outlaw Varjak Paul. He is now an adult cat, and his problems out there in the world are very, very adult problems. So it makes sense to me, then, in the third book, it's going to come full circle. Uh, Varjak will now be a very old cat himself, and he will be trying to pass on the way, the secret martial art, to some kittens, uh, trying to teach them everything he has learned in his life. This makes sense to me as the shape of a trilogy, the shape of a life. I think we all go from being young to being adults to being old. And although I have been young and I'm currently an adult, um, I don't quite feel old enough yet to write that story. But uh, I am getting there much faster than I ever thought possible. Uh, and I am making notes uh, and I will write a third Varjak Paul book one day. I am absolutely planning to do that. In the meantime, if anybody out there would like to read another Varjak Paw story or another Phoenix story, um, I would be totally honoured and thrilled if you were to write those stories yourselves. I love it when people write stories based on my characters, my worlds. I'm, I'm immensely honoured. Some of the first stories I ever wrote were based, inspired uh, by stories I loved, like Star Wars, uh, Star Trek on TV. Uh, and I, I have read some fantastic Valjack Poor and Phoenix stories uh, in schools. Uh, sometimes people tweet me uh, stories that they've, they've written, artwork that they have done. I love seeing that stuff. So, Megan, if you would like to read another Valjack Poor book, another Phoenix book, uh, go for it. Um, you should totally write those yourself um russell and ian can i just ask how are we doing for time how much time we're have we loving got? it we're loving it I, I, yes. i'm just saying that's really good you could of course adopt the star wars trilogy uh, prospect and go back in time for, for a pre-cat <laughs> story before the cat i just thought that would be another we're loving this uh, listeners are loving it. if you've got a, a few more minutes that would be lovely any more questions on the padlet ian is there anything there still yeah, there's plen plenty there, SF. So so please feel free to select something which really takes your fancy. I mean, they're wonderful questions. And I have to say, this has been just the most fabulous insight into your life as, as an author. So do please feel free. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, OK, so, Dan, what was your inspiration for Phoenix? Thank you, Dan. Um, Phoenix has many sources of inspiration. I've already mentioned one of them, which was seeing the first Star Wars film uh, when I was 10 years old. That film was released in 1977, uh, and I was just spellbound. I thought it was amazing. Uh, another big inspiration, the stars themselves. I grew up in London. Um, a city so polluted uh, and with so much light pollution at night. I don't think I'd ever really seen the stars properly uh, as a child, but I remember going camping in the desert in Jordan with my dad when I was about 12 years old. And the night sky in the desert is so dark and clear, you really can see millions and millions and millions of stars it is amazing it's like one of those pictures you can see taken by the hubble space telescope nowadays um back then uh we, we didn't have stuff like that so i remember looking up at that night sky thinking the universe is incredible how many other worlds must there be how many other forms of life must 
be out there and some of them are looking back at me right now. What would happen if we ever met aliens? Could we be friends with them? Or would it go as badly as it's gone with all the other forms of life on our planet? Uh, questions like that have um, stayed with me all my life. I'm fascinated by space, stars, the real science of the universe. Uh, things like dark matter, black holes, supernovas. I love all of that science. I think it's amazingly inspiring and fascinating. I'm also very, very interested in ancient mythology, because I think ancient mythology uh, often tries to answer very similar questions to astrophysics, uh, but in a very different way. Um, and the myth of the phoenix is one that I find particularly interesting. Uh, for anyone out there who's read Harry Potter, you'll already know all about phoenixes. For anyone who hasn't, the phoenix is the mythological bird uh, that never dies. Well, it dies, uh, but then it is reborn. It rises again from the ashes. And uh, science now tells us that is more or less what a star is. There is an endless cycle of life, death, rebirth. As stars die and go supernova, uh, the explosion is so intense, it creates the elements that make up new life elsewhere in the universe. So the universe is an endless cycle of life, death, and rebirth. They tell us we're now on the third generation of stars that have now existed. I think that's an amazing idea, something out of ancient mythology. And it seems that the myth of the phoenix already knew this thousands of years ago. So I wanted to bring together um, the most ancient mythology with the most cutting edge science of space and the stars uh, in the form of a really exciting story, a story as thrilling as Star Wars about a human boy and an alien girl who have to save the universe. So very small stakes, very unambitious story. Maybe no worry, uh, no wonder it, it took seven years to write, but it is all of that in the end. It is the great big space epic I was wanting to read myself that brought together all those things. Um, I have a question here from Jamie. Do you literally judge a book by its cover? How important are they? You know, Jamie, I think that is a fascinating question. I think covers are very, very important, actually. Um, I think covers are your way in. They're like the front door to a house. Um, it's very important to me that... Um, Every element of my books should help you as a reader get into the world of the book. So on the front cover of Varjak Paul, there's an incredible illustration by the brilliant artist Dave McKean, my favourite artist in the world. I'm so lucky to work with my favourite artist. But Dave just has drawn this picture of a tiny kitten uh, with amber eyes looking at you. And in the background, there's a cityscape and the world, the dream world of ancient Mesopotamia. All that. He's managed to get into the cover. Um, if you look at the back cover of Varjak Paul, the most extraordinary image of an amber cat's eye I think I've ever seen. And even on the spine, Dave has put an incredible image too. And all the way through the book. So yes, I think the uh, imagery, the pictures, the illustrations of books are hugely, hugely, hugely important. Having said that, um, as a reader, the way I really judge books is by what happens when I start to read them. Uh, so when I'm standing in a bookshop or a library, I bring a book down from a shelf, I open it up, chapter one, and I start to read. And if by the end of the first paragraph, I don't feel like I want to read on, I just put the book back on the shelf. If I feel like I do want to read on, then maybe I borrow the book from the library or buy it from the shop. Uh, and, and then I, I go home and I carry on. So I think the opening to a story is really, 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 really important. Um, and you should put 
the most work possible into your opening because I think actually that is kind of the cover for many people. That's their way in. I do also think it's worth saying that the ending of a book is really, really, really important too, as important as the opening. And I have read books where I was really enjoying it and then I got to the end and thought, oh, it was all just for that? Oh, no, I feel really let down now. Uh, and I, I hate that as a reader. So I do everything I can to make my ending something that just tops everything that has gone before, that just takes you to somewhere extraordinary. And uh, that's tough. That's really, really hard. That needs a lot of work. But I think the books that have done that for me, or the movies or TV shows that do that, that really go somewhere amazing with their ending and leave you feeling, wow, that is incredible. Those are the ones I really love. When you get to the ending of a book like Watership Down, the book I mentioned that my mum gave me, the ending is actually quite sad. It's uh, I remember crying. It was very, very moving, but I've never forgotten that. It stayed with me my whole life. And uh, so I always put everything I can into beginnings and endings just to make them the most powerful I possibly, possibly can. Question here from Emily. Uh, if you weren't an author what would you be mm. i would be very frustrated emily um, <laughs> i uh no i i think if uh in the end i had about 90 rejections before i managed to get varjack paul published i've had a career total of about 90 rejections and i think if 90 rejections didn't stop me trying then nothing would have um and i think even if i had never got a book published i would still be trying i would still be trying to make a great story just for myself mm. because i think as a as a reader that is that is what i want to to do i want to spend my time trying to think of the best story i can possibly imagine um so yeah if i wasn't an author i would be doing other work for money which i did all the time i was trying to get somewhere as an author i worked as a journalist for example i was lucky enough to interview some of my favorite writers filmmakers it was a great job for me to do i love doing it i know many authors work as teachers so there are lots of things you can do to, to make a living while trying to write your book for yourself just trying to make the best story you can imagine and then if you do manage to get the book published and it does go out into the world and people do read it and perhaps one day uh, they send you amazing messages uh, like the one from Megan uh, who says she loves my books uh, and wants more you know that makes all the hard work worthwhile all the rejections all the drafts all the years they all just go away when I read a comment like that. And I think, thank you, Megan, that is amazing. You have made all of that worthwhile. So thank you to anybody out there who has read and enjoyed one of my books. You cannot imagine how much it means to an author to hear something like that. Um, I think we are coming towards the end of our time. Um, Olivia has a question. What is inspiring you to write Tiger? Again, it's the same thing. I am just trying to write the best story I can imagine that puts everything I love, everything I would love to see in a story myself into a story. So there are a few other books that I think are inspiring Tiger. Uh, one of them is Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials. Mm -hmm. Some of you might have seen this on TV. Um, there's been a, an adaptation, fantastic adaptation. Northern Lights, The Subtle Knife. For my money, some of the greatest books ever written. Um, and I say books, not just children's books. They are books for everyone. You can read those at any age at all. 
So they are definitely huge inspirations for Tiger. They're all about the idea of parallel worlds, that history could go differently in every single world, and trying to imagine how different perhaps you might be if the history of your world was different. Another huge inspiration for Tiger, uh, Mallory Blackman's Noughts and Crosses, another fantastic TV adaptation that was recently on. Brilliant, brilliant books. Uh, highly recommend them. Um, again, imagining alternate histories, different possibilities, infinite possibilities. But maybe the biggest inspiration is the poem The Tiger by William Blake. Um, I am sure some of you might have heard the lines, Tiger, Tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. Amazing poem about a tiger and many other things too, uh, including, I think, the idea of infinity. William Blake uh, was very interested in the idea of infinity. If you haven't yet read The Tiger, um, do look it up. It was my favourite poem when I was at school, and it is still my favourite poem now. So those are three sources of inspiration for Tiger. Um, and I'm trying to, as I say, put everything I know, everything I love into this one. I feel like this is a big step up for me. Um, don't get me wrong, there is nothing I would change about Varjak Paul. Um, and this perhaps answers Bethany's question, which was the very first one we got, which is your favourite book out of Varjak, Outlaw and Phoenix. So Varjak Paul, uh, it means something unique because it was the first to get published. Um, but in a way, it is quite a small book. It is a kitten going out into the world. Um, the Outlaw Varjak Paul was a little bit bigger, a little bit more ambitious. Um, you know, Varjak's adventures out there in the world. Phoenix, much bigger. It's a whole galaxy. This is a book that contains an entire galaxy of stars, supernovas, black holes. But Tiger, infinite parallel worlds and universes. This is the biggest stuff I can imagine. So secretly tiger is my favorite one so far um and i hope it won't be too much longer before tiger is done uh very recently i sent draft 14 of tiger to my brilliant editor david fickling uh and i'm now working on draft 15 so um i don't know how much longer it will be but it takes as long as it takes to make a book as good as you possibly can and that is my aim with every book that's how varjack paul was made and outlaw and phoenix and in every case, it was always worth it in the end. So with Tiger, I would just ask anyone waiting for my next book, please be patient. I am working as hard as I can every day, hours and hours. Um, and it will be published as soon as it is ready. But it's not quite the book I want it to be yet. And until it is, there is no point publishing it. If you were to see um, a very, very late draft of Varjak Paul, and actually, you can see that on the British Library website. I put up the first page from seven different drafts of Varjak Paul. Um, and perhaps, Russell, you could send out a link to that later mm. on. But the um, the two black cats who appear at the beginning of Varjak Paul, they did not exist until the fifth and final year of writing. Wow. The space they now occupy was totally empty. Uh, in Phoenix, there are these characters, the 12 Astraeus. They appear throughout the book. There are these little sequences where you can hear them singing through space, warning of the threat of the wolf that eats the stars. These things didn't exist until the seventh year of writing. So often I think the very, very best things in my books come right at the very end. And uh, I feel like with Tiger, I'm just beginning to approach things like that now. Uh, so it would be a disaster to give up now. Imagine Varjak Paul without the two black hats. 
uh, or Phoenix without the 12 or 3. You know, it just doesn't mm. bear thinking about. So you have to keep going as long as you possibly can uh, to make your book the very best it can be. And, and I know it's not quite there yet. The minute it is, Tiger will be unleashed upon the world. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. SF, thank you so much indeed. It's been an honour and a pleasure. And I love the way you have motivating another generation of young people to read and write so eloquently. Thank you so much indeed from all of our bloggers, from everyone here at Radio Blogging. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm sure we're going to have to do this again. We need a whole programme on just you, sir. A whole programme as well. Uh, still to come, thank you so much. We'll have a writing challenge for you in just a moment. I'm just going to say uh, cheerio tata uh, to lovely SF in just a moment. Still to come we have got pie's paragraph and the answers to your mystery noise and mystery authors here's pie wishes do you know when i was a child i used to imagine that i met a dwarf and i was granted three magical wishes and i would spend a lot of time wandering around as a kid thinking what my wishes would be if and when this event happened to me and when i've told children that when i've been in school and run writing workshops or even talked in assembly. When I've told children that, there is a knowing look on everybody's faces. Everybody's thought about this idea. What would happen if you picked up a magical pebble or something and you were granted magical wishes? Well, I've been thinking about wishes uh, recently, uh, quite a lot, actually. And because we're in the situation we're in, Russell, I, I, there are certain things which you know, I don't really need to go to the Caribbean um, or anything fancy like that. I just want to go for a walk locally. And I started thinking about that idea of saying, well, I don't need to do this big thing. I just need a humble, local, everyday thing. And that would be fabulous. So that's how I've tried to create this piece of writing. I've not really finished it. The end needs some work on it, but I'm going to share it with you. And it's the sort of thing that everybody could have a bit of a go at themselves. Wishes. I don't need to be on a Caribbean island with turquoise seas, but I do wish that I was walking along the canal path in Stroud, where a kingfisher zips by in a sudden electric blue fizz, a fistful of feathered energy. I don't need to be at the top of Mount Everest planting the Union Jack, but I do wish I could climb strawberry banks where the speckled woods, small blues, orange tips and brimstone butterflies flutter like frail candle flames. I don't need to sit in the Ritz eating lobster thermidor, but I do wish I could drop into Fat Tony's for a slice of fresh pepperoni pizza with gooey cheese tomatoes and basil with a can of cool lemonade. I don't need to go for a trip to Bristol Zoo to check out the penguins, listen to the howler monkeys or watch the grumpy camels or elegant giraffes stretch their spotted necks, but I do wish that I could visit the aged aunt to chatter with her dogs whose greeting is always full of energy, the air alive with yapping and barking. I don't need to win the lottery or rob a bank, but I do wish I could catch the village bus into town and mooch about in the bookshop checking new titles and then wander over to Moonshines for a snack. I don't need to own the crown jewels, drive a Lamborghini or get into the Guinness Book of World Records, but I wouldn't mind being able to buy Winston's ice cream from the van up on Minchinhampton Common and then watch the kites being flown and the hang gliders drift with the wind. Yes, I don't need much, but I'm storing up all my good ordinary things that once were every day, but now have become my special things. 
Brilliant. Thank you very much again. Uh, special things. How important are special things, private, precious things to you as a writer? Well, we've written a lot about them, haven't we? Um, I think one of the things that writers do is that they're good observers of everyday life because the way we live our lives, what happens to us, our experience, this is all what we'd call copy. Copy is your material, your stuff that you're going to use as a writer. So you've got to be good at observing and enjoy and appreciate things. Um, so, yeah, um, I think we can all take great pleasure in simple things. We need to take more pleasure in simple things, Russell, like lie, lying on the ground and looking up and looking at the clouds drifting by. Simple things like remembering to, I don't know, uh, well, being amazed by, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you sometimes get extraordinary things like a thistle thrusting up through tarmac on the road or on the pavement. Simple, everyday things, I think, are something that it comes for free. It makes life, uh, life richer and more interesting. We should enjoy those things that come for free. We need time to do that. And lots of us have got extra time on our hands at the moment. And so exactly, there's opportunity, yeah. isn't there? There is an opportunity to do that. And also with your eyes wide open. Mm, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed, Pi Corbett. Lovely. Thank you. Hello, this is SF Said, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Another big thank you to the fabulous SF for that. Wasn't that so indulgent and so amazing? We are over time, but really, who, who cares? Honestly, uh, we're fine. We'll jam the rest of the stuff into the show as just as quickly as we can. Thank you so much. Brilliant reading there from Pi's paragraph there. I just absolutely love that. Wishes. So good. So good. So, Ian, what's the writing challenge? Well, you know, actually, we've now got a dual writing challenge. So why not have a go at both? You've just listened there to the brilliant Pi Corbett reading Wishes. Uh, one of the things we'd like you to do is we'd like you to go to the bottom of the show page to Activity 3. And where it's underneath Activity 3, you'll notice it says, what are your wishes? And we'd like to know what your wishes are. Writing in the boxes. Don't forget to put something in, in each of the boxes also to, to tick at the bottom for your consent but also why don't we use those boxes to create our own version of an sf saeed story we can do that because the posts will come in and i will be able to see them and i can get them up on the uh, up on the blog and sf if he has a little bit of time may indeed pop back later to have a look at what you've done so this is a dual task two activities to keep you busy to keep you interested throughout the course of today we can write our wishes so you can write down your wishes there what are your wishes in life make them as magical and uh, whatever you like them to be we'd really really love to read them but also why not consider having listened to the brilliant sf side why not uh, consider your own version your own idea for a story based on one of SF's books. How cool would that be? I think he's been incredibly inspirational this morning. We've got some great stuff there from Pi's Paragraph. So there's two activities that you can be doing during the course of today, during the holiday, from Radio Blogging Holiday Club. So they are your activities to take away. They are your takeaways for today, ladies and gents. Um, now what we're going to do, I'm going to pass back to Russell, and he is going to reveal today's author 
Indeed I am, and here is that reveal. Oh, you're kidding me! Right on! Name that author on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Um, hi, um, I'm poet Sue Hardy Dawson, um, and this is a poem from my book of the same name called If I Were Other Than Myself. So, Ian, did anyone get that right? Catherine Davison, take a bow. Good oh, morning, she well says done. from the Gmail. You'll be pleased to know that Ida is not in pyjamas today. Don't worry about <laughs> that, but dressed and good to go. We will take you however you are. And the fact that you're dressed and good to go is even better because you're ready. We think the author is Sue Hardy Dawson. Yes, indeed. But we are struggling to guess the poem we will go for if I were other than myself. But we're not 100% on that. Well, do you know what? That is two out of two. Mm. Anyway, well we done. are going to enjoy the show and SF Said. Love from Ida and Mum Catherine. Well, Catherine, how many points is that for you today? They are cool mum points this morning. I think you've got that absolutely spot on. Thank you for taking part. And also thank you there to Sue Hardy Dawson again for uh, allowing us to use a clip within the show. A few shout outs. Before I hand back to Russell, I'm sure he's got a couple there. And also we're going to talk just before we wrap the show up. Lorraine Harrison, great show today. SF was inspirational and Pi's paragraph was very moving. Yes, it was. And I hope that it's going to inspire you with some fabulous writing today. And Lorraine's listened to some sports fiction. I tell you what, we are, we've got everything. We are, we are a, a veritable platter this morning of literacy treats and you have been in just the right place. So I do hope you've enjoyed the feast this morning. I certainly have. It's been amazing this morning. Really, really cool. Um, thank you so much indeed to Florence who would like a shout out to my sister Olive who goes to St. Stephen's Primary School in Skipton. Um, Olive loves the show um, and also wants a shout out to her sister Florence. How, how about that? Working together on their own devices. Abby wants a shout out for sister Jessica, who is an avid listener. And Jessica actually loves Tom's books. She really loves Tom's books. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that this morning. We've had a text this morning that's come in. Would you give a shout out to all the children in school today at Westwood with Eifert School? Yes, they are. They're down there listening in Clover class this morning and working hard. In fact, I think one of our children's questions was answered by SF Said, which actually is really, really lovely. She'll be absolutely delighted. Uh, by that. Also, just quick, very quickly, from the bottom of the show page, we've got a few comments here, including, good morning, Mr. Rocky. I've enjoyed listening to my first live show. I'll be sharing today's show with Crockerton School, just up the road from here. Love Wednesday wishes and hearing Roy of the Rovers. Hope you're all well. Thank you for the show's great effort. Well, thank you very much indeed, Nick. Really, really glad to hear that you've been listening today. Hayden would like a shout out for Ruben. Uh, also, Dean as well has been in touch. Evelyn as well. I know we've heard um, you mentioned on other Padlets this morning, but thank you for the shout out. Really good to hear from you. Shreesha, as well as Emma this morning. And Tom, Tom Palmer, bless you, Tom, um, has been in touch on the comments as well. Thank you very much indeed. Much appreciated. Uh, one question he had was, why do I write about football and sport? The answer is, well, when I began writing, I didn't feel confident about anything but writing sports. So I did that first. Now I have more confidence. I have tried to do books about history and other things too. How about that? And that isn't that there's a message coming through from what our authors have been saying to us. It's really write about what you enjoy. And that's been a very, very common but very rich theme, hasn't it, Russell? It has indeed as well. And I have just uh, tweeted 
repeated and uh, under my name and also uh, radio blogging the link to the british library resources that uh, sf was talking about you can actually look it is seven different drafts of vajak poor and i think that was really important there because i've got some comments here as well so claire says it's so important uh, honest and fascinating interview uh, for children to listen to today about authors that they idolize talk about the way they draft and redraft their work uh, claire goes on to say we talk about resilience a lot in schools the black cats are a wonderful example about how teachers can use that that's really good claire thank you and sue hardy dawson's been on to say i love it as well she's on the show as a competition entry as well. yes absolutely really interesting and honest interview so encouraging to young and old alike we loved him didn't we oh we absolutely did I've, I've had a very i've had really quite a moving and inspirational morning this morning we've done lots of these shows um and they get better and better and better and the fact this is holiday club uh, and this is something which you know we're keeping going during the uh, the may half term holiday just makes it even better and i'm really loving it i've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it this morning it's been a real pleasure it's been a real honour to have SF Saeed on as well. And it's been a real joy to have your company as well. Thank you so much. You're really, you're, you're welcome as well. And, and also our listeners as well. I've got a winner as well. And uh, here's the Name the Noise. Kidding me. Right on. <laughs> Name that noise on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. It's a tough one. I'm going to play it again. Gave it away with some of the clues as well. Becky is the winner. Well done. Good morning, Becky says. It sounds like a car window being opened closed before we had electric windows. I love that. Uh, Loving the show as always. Two great authors on today. Bless you. And thank you so much. Congratulations, Becky. That's an amazing uh, uh, jump there. Of course, that's so old-fashioned, isn't it? I love it. I love it. That's the old windy windows. You had to wind the window down. That's a a lovely old phrase. We should play that game as well. Old phrases. Wind that window down. Really good. Or wind that neck in. That's a lovely one as well. Uh, Thank you to our brilliant authors um uh, sf saeed and there and you want to follow him on twitter he's at what sf saeed really simple and if you want to follow tom palmer loved you tom absolutely fabulous at tom palmer author and the link has already been tweeted out by brilliant rachel and i have copied that as well where you can get free copy of that brilliant uh book scouted absolutely loved it as well thank you to all our guests to all of you uh we're sorry we're over time today but it's just the way it is we had to let that go on uh, uh, we've dumped take that not a bad not a bad choice in its own right really bless them uh, we were going to play them on the show uh, but we, we kind of moved them out of the way and it's over there uh, if you've enjoyed the show thank you so much indeed please show your appreciation with our go fund me button you'll find that on all our pages again this is the 10th week still no support from her majesty's government plenty of support for others uh, but no support for us we're still continuing and uh, if you could show your appreciation that would help towards our costs of providing this very exciting service uh, well that's really all i have ian anything from you uh just a couple more shout outs and a couple more comments from people that have come in um can't wait for the next varjack paul bella came that in as well thank you really helpful this morning from Tulula. uh really enjoyed the show this morning and also um hayden as well getting in touch with the show of course all of this will be beautifully packaged uh, and put- i was just smiling actually because i had a car, <laughs> had a car once uh, and i was winding the window up and the handle came off in my hand <laughs> 
the B4 electronic windows. Um, so I remember the, the noise well. So every time I've listened to that noise, it's made me smile. Um, but uh, thank you, everybody, for getting in touch this morning. It's been a real, real pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed the show. Looking forward to being back with you again uh, tomorrow. Of course, don't forget... Uh, if you want to learn more about Tom Palmer and his Roy of the Rovers, uh, you can go to royoftheroversofficial.com forward slash news forward slash 2343. But to be perfectly honest, if you search Roy of the Rovers official, you will get to his work as well. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, Russell. Over to you to close the show. Thank you very much indeed. Packages and on the website as soon as we can. Thank you so much. You've delayed your break and your milk and anything else that you've been doing if you are still in school. And we hope we haven't disrupted your morning too much. It's been worth it, hasn't it? It so has. We're back again tomorrow for another cracking uh, Thursday show. You won't want to miss that either. It's nearly as good as this one. Welcome to Radio Blogging Holiday Club. This is Sean Parley, girls, I'm over all right here. What's up, this is David Gibbon. Hey, this is Chris and Johnny from the band Coldplay. An hour of fun and games, music and poetry, listener votes, competitions and lots of larking about. It's Radio Blogging Holiday Club. <laughs> <laughs>